Okay, Chad Unger. Now, this is one of the most unique interviews we've ever sat down and had the pleasure to do. So, for those of you who don't know, Chad is deaf. Now, in order for this conversation to happen, everything went through a translator named Soraya. So, essentially, me and Easton would talk, ask a question, and then Soraya would sign it to Chad, and then Chad would sign back to Soraya, and essentially, she speaks as Chad's voice. The whole process was eye-opening. We learned so much about deaf culture. If you guys liked the episode, like always, don't be afraid to share it on your Instagram or send it to a friend. So we hope you guys enjoy. Without further ado, let's get into it. Chad Unger. You are listening to the Bomb Hole. Podcast. It's going to be very hot. It's going to be very uncomfortable for everybody. <laughs> the Bomb gonna slide down in big hills you know what i mean on a big nice burgundy snowboard okay here we go another week another bomb hole this week we got a really unique episode uh first of all before we get into that stony buds how are we doing dude i am really good today probably the most excited i've been for an episode yet i love that love hearing that so um today in the booth we got soraya who's an interpreter for ASL, for sign language, and our guest is Chad Unger, and he happens to be a snowboard filmer, he also happens to be deaf, and he also happens to be gay, so a pretty rare, incredible breed of human. Chad, how are you doing today? Pretty good, doing well. How are you two? Feeling great. (laughs) Happy to be interviewing you. So, first off, where did you grow up? Well, I was born in Massachusetts, Framingham, lived there for about seven years. And then my parents felt, well, first of all, um, I'm born into a deaf family. So both of my parents are deaf. Both of my sisters are deaf. Um, so we're all deaf and, um, we all went to a deaf school in Massachusetts and my parents felt like it wasn't a good school for us in Maryland. Um, there's a better deaf school there. So I grew up there the rest of my life in Massachusetts in Maryland. And that's where I went to school, the Maryland school for the deaf. And I graduated there, uh, and then moved to Colorado for like two years for school. Then I moved to Utah and I've been here ever since. Did you grow up around deaf people your whole life with your school and your friends? Because now it seems like almost none of your friends are deaf. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Um, yeah, so really I went to a deaf school, so everyone there was deaf. Everyone either was deaf or could sign. No one really spoke. Uh, the principal, everyone, the, the president of the school, they were all deaf, and we, we signed the entire time. Um, so, yeah, I still do have deaf friends, but uh, not here in Salt Lake City. So really, you know, I I left. After I graduated high school, I just left, and I wanted something different. I wanted to, you know, experience something related to snowboarding, and that's really kind of the only reason why I think I'm here is because of snowboarding. How many students at the school? Oh, gosh, only, like, maybe 150 at most. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and they're all, and that was elementary all the way through high school. Oh, so. not just your class. Uh, what? Nope, everyone, yeah. What got you into snowboarding as well? You know, in eighth grade, there was a club and where, you know, we'd go to different activities uh, once a month. And, you know, we went to do different things like snowboarding, climbing, just anything adventure, even rafting and rowing. And one time I was snowboarding and I just fell in love. It was kind of instantly and I wanted to do that more. Uh, so I found I always found ways to do that, and I've been doing that ever since. Do you think that learning how to snowboard is it more of a challenge being deaf, or is it the same for anybody? Oh no, I think it's the same for everyone. It, I mean, maybe the only challenge would be is if another person is behind you and you can't see them. I would say that would be the only thing. You know, a person that could can hear would hear a person behind them, um, but. I mean, maybe if you had some kind of tutor or something that could speak, that would be nice. But I would say no, no difference. Between other than that, that it's hear. just like any other kid on the slope. Well, you should see Chad out there. For the listeners that don't know and the viewers. He rips. He rips. He's got a good front blunt. He's got a lot of good rail tricks. He's a ripping snowboarder. But before we get into all the snowboarding, the one question I got to wonder is, how the hell do you wake up without an alarm clock? 
well, there are different devices for deaf people. There's a vibration um, alarm system that you can actually put under your mattress, and it's set to a timer. Um, some prefer lights, but honestly, I don't use either of them. I just wake up on time somehow. <laughs> Wow. I'm going to need to get all of these special uh, yeah, setups but, but, because yeah. I can never wake up on time, man. you got to help connect me with some of this. If we could get every <laughs> yeah. shaking bed, need it. I personally would just like the shaking bed either way. Yeah, either way. <laughs> no, it's scary because you're asleep and you wake up to that. You know, that vibration, it can be alarming. It's terrible. I was in an earthquake once in Japan, and I experienced that shaking bed, and he's right. It's scary. True story. Some hotel, Whoa. Some, ho- some hotels you go f- to, you pay extra for that. You put the coin in, the True. thing starts vibrating, you know? Are you being serious? I didn't yes. know that. Yeah, just don't break out the black light on the sheets, and you're good to go. True story. It's uh, hotel rooms by the hour in, like, East Coast, probably any seedy. Detroit, I'm sure, has them. Salt Lake probably has them. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah. State Street. <laughs> For the viewers and listeners that don't know this, uh, Chad lives with professional snowboarder Sam Taxwood. And this leads us into our guest question presented by Solomon Snowboards. I just want to take a quick break to talk about Solomon. Uh, I've been riding for him for over a decade, and they supported me for a long time, and this podcast. And if you're looking for a board this year, get yourself a Solomon. A lot of people like the six-piece. That's what I ride. Okay, let's get into our first guest question from Sam Taxwood. Here we go. What happened last winter when we tried to go to Brighton to snowboard early for a pow day? That's actually a funny story. (laughs) (laughs) So before that day, um, Sam was like, hey, tomorrow's going to be a good day. It's like crazy powder. It's like six feet or something like that. So I was like, all right, cool. Let's do it. Let's go. Um, We had to wake up at like 630 in the morning or something. And I was like, okay, cool. So for whatever, uh, whatever the reason was, uh, the the night before I accidentally locked my door to my bedroom. I don't know how, but so 6.30, I didn't wake up on time that time. I didn't have an alarm. <laughs> I told you I wake up on time at that time. I didn't. And they were pounding on the door and texting me and calling me and FaceTime. And I was like, well, I can't hear anything. They were pounding on the door. And I, oh my gosh, it was so, it was so, I mean, I was freaking out. Anyway, so I finally woke up at maybe like, Anyway, it was like 45 minutes later, I woke up and I'm like, oh, fuck, Sam is not going to be happy with me. And I opened the door and Sam was like, dude, (laughs) I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm getting ready. He's like, fuck you, fuck you. He's so mad. I was like, I'm so sorry. Anyway, her and got ready. Then we drove up there on the way and Sam was like, mad, trying to like shake me. And he was honking. He was so mad. I'm like, come on, calm down. Anyway, we arrived one minute before open and we got on the lift and it was perfect. It ended up being perfect timing. We got lucky, but <laughs> it still made it to opening. Wow. And, and for the listeners yeah. that don't understand uh, what powder panic is here in Utah, on a day where it snows a lot, there is a psychotic rush up the canyon. AKA powder panic is what they're referring to there. A, uh, yeah. If we uh, were 10 minutes later, uh, he would have killed me. I mean, he would have been so mad. How did you come to live with Taxwood and Ben? Those are kind of the hot boys right there. It's an interesting crew to get in with, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. So I was actually living in Minnesota for two years, and then I decided I needed to move back to Salt Lake. I missed it here, and I wanted to be back here. And I had heard about Sam's position opening, and I asked, and and he was like, yeah. I mean, I had already known Sam from a few years before because I had filmed a one-line uh I had one line at Brighton, and so, yeah, I just thought, you know, to know of most, I mean, I knew him for the most part, but then Ben, I knew Ben a little bit more. We had hung out a few times, and so um, that happened on occasion, and then it just seems like both were down with it, so we all moved in. I moved in, and it just worked out. Just worked out to move in with two of the coolest kids in Salt Lake City. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. I was like, whoa, this is, I hope this works out. I wasn't sure. 
Well, this is kind of random, but uh, I've known Chad since I used to work at High Cascade and was the Signature Pro, and he used to be a camper. I feel like we've known each other for a long time. Were you trying to be be a pro snowboarder when you were going to camp back then? And Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I've been trying. I thought maybe I had a chance. <laughs> but then after I saw all of those people, I was like, uh, no, never mind. <laughs> but yeah, I remember um, it was your signature. So what was that, 2011 maybe? Something like that, right? Probably. Yeah, crazy. And then at what point did you pick up the camera? Well, really, when I first saw uh, Jake Durham, uh, Durham's, he like made friends or die, that make friends or die, uh, those six episodes. I saw that and I just thought it was so sick. I was, I just, at first I really wanted Jake to film me, you know, for me to look cool and be in front and be in front of the camera and that kind of thing. And then it was a few years later that I actually moved here that I was like, huh, you know what? Maybe I could film and allow, I don't know, maybe see someone filming me film and, and anyway, so I started filming then. Oh, and then also I bought a camera as, um, as with my student loan. And so I was able to get some money out of that. And so I was able to use that money in order to buy a camera. Um, and then started filming. And I don't know, it just didn't feel quite right as me giving my camera to someone else to film. And so I kind of took the reins then to become more serious about filming from then on. So at first you bought it to hand over so you could be filmed, and then you were yeah. like, "All right, it was I'm a gonna... back and forth thing." And yeah. Then, yeah, and then you, I mean, that's why I started shooting photos. Same exact reason. I realized I wasn't as good as like Mark Frank Montoya. I'm trying to hit a jump with this guy, basically just eating shit on a regular basis, and I realized I gotta, I'm not gonna ever be on this guy's level. So I got a camera and started just shooting them, and you're still out there. It's just as fun, you know. It's it's kind of uh, it kind of feels yeah, the yeah, same. Yeah. You get just as excited as uh, when Chris lands a trick and I'm shooting it. I get hyped, and I'm sure you feel that now as well. Oh yeah, for sure, totally. And watching the whole thing happen, I mean, I just really like that. I almost like that more than becoming filmed. Having someone film me, I almost prefer now to to see the action from behind the camera. We have this thing we talk about on the podcast called clip high. And when you land a trick as a snowboarder, it's almost like you get a high like a drug. But you also get secondhand clip high like a filmer or photographer. You feel that same way? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. What about when you mess a shot up? That's the worst, huh? Oh, oh man, it is the worst. <laughs> Sticks with you all season I'm sometimes. Like, I'm going to keep that. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. Well, a, a big part of yeah. video yeah. is. Oh, sometimes I'm like traumatized. I'm like, shit, I can't do this again. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> PTSD. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, another thing that trips me out is like a big part of video is audio. Like, and how do you edit your videos? And, you know, what's your. I just don't do anything with it. I don't do, I don't, I don't edit video. I just, it's that, it's just like that. I mean, sometimes I will ask people who um, are near me, like, hey, do you mind watching this video and see if something's wrong with the audio? But really more than that, I just leave it. I leave it as is. I don't know. It feels like too tricky to miss or mess around with that, something that's not mine. So that's kind of how I view it. So cool. Kind of comes uh, to a Patreon question. They're, they're able to, uh, they find out who's going to be on the show in advance, and they're able to specifically ask you questions. I got one from uh, Ruby Dodge, and it kind of is in line with what we're talking about. Um, Chris and I, and a lot of people, we get hyped up on the way to the mountain listening to music. You're not able to do that, so how do you get your stoke up? I'm just extremely visual. So I I think about what it looks like. I think about what it's going to look like when we get there, when we arrive. And that's, I just see that in my mind's eye. So on the <laughs> drive up, you're just visualizing, all right, this is the day. This is what's what's going on. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, Fuck, exactly. That's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and I actually do have two friends. I did have two friends in high school that were snowboarders as well. And so I would snowboard with them and we would talk about it and we would talk about what we're going to do on that rail or, and things like that. So we kind of talk about it. 
you know, when I was back in high school, that was that was one way we did it. Have you ever thought about matching up the uh, when you edit? There's the information. Have you ever thought about trying to edit, even though you can't hear the music, but you match up by the sound? Yeah. So I actually would. Justin was actually kind of teaching his, me. His uh, idea. Yeah, yeah. He was trying to teach me how to do that, and he, I thought I think it would be interesting. I'd be open to that. I mean, I think it would be something cool to to try. I would love to see how it comes out. That's art, right there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, a different way, right? I mean, there's musicians that are deaf, right? Why and not? They even. I, have, I mean, but yeah, I yeah. They sure. even have artificial intelligence that's able to create, compose music yeah. based on like mathematical equations. Now, not that this applies, yeah. but we're getting but off true. subject, yeah. but still kind of a wild, wild situation. And I kind of wanted to pivot into a little bit of a different subject, thinking about, you know, um, your situation. <coughs> and I, I asked you yesterday, hey, what do you want to talk about? The first answer was, I want to talk about being gay and filming. And to transition into that, um, you know, as you grow up, I think we identify uh, like maybe as a snowboarder or this or that. And then at a certain point, you probably realize you're gay. Did you ever feel like I'm not going to be accepted for this in snowboarding? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I, kept, I kept that to myself for a really long time. Uh, it wasn't until I was 24 um, when I actually moved <clears throat> to Minnesota for two years. And after, you know, after I lived in Salt Lake City, I, mo I moved there for a couple of years and I was still involved in snowboarding, but um, it was a big city and I felt a little bit more comfortable to explore that part of me. Um, you know, if I, I felt like maybe I could get caught here in Salt Lake City, it's so small, but in Minnesota, it was so big. It wasn't, I didn't feel like I could get caught walking with another man. And so I was a little bit more comfortable. I felt like I could do that and kind of explore that part of me. Um, and so I did do that while I was in Minnesota and I actually, uh, broke my left arm on the first day of the season while I was in Minnesota. And really I was, I was stuck. I felt like, wow, I can't snowboard. I just can't because my arm's broken. And really that kind of helped me on my identity, uh, developing my identity and recognizing it as a deaf gay person. And as I explored that, I realized, you know what, what my top identity, um, is, is my snowboarding and my third one is um, as a, as a gay person. And so I kind of, that's kind of when I figured that part out. That was part of my journey. So a, a, two questions. When did you come out and B, what was the reaction from your friends slash family? And was it better or worse than you expected? Okay. When, so I was 24 um, and I started coming out, I started with my parents first. That was, I didn't want them to find out from someone else and I wanted them to know first. So I told my parents and then I told my sister and that was really hard. Um, I didn't feel like I was a hundred percent accepted because of that. And so then I told them and then I told a few of my friends and then Sam, Sam and Ben, who I was living with, I, I think that actually helped with the snowboarding part because I felt more comfortable once they knew, um, so that's when I came out when I was 24. And, and, and that actually took me an entire year to completely come out. Yeah, I would say about a year, about and, a full year. And then as far as telling your friends, what was your expectation versus their reaction? Did they receive it well? Were they happy for you? Were they judgy? I didn't have a negative experience. I think it was better than I could have ever imagined, really. Um, it was just everyone... I don't know. I think that most people have that expectation that they'll, it will be a little bit different, but uh, I feel like I was able to just talk about whatever, whether it was being gay or, you know, me, me, me talking about being gay and then talking about their hetero relationships with women, um, spe specifically with Sam and Ben, I, I felt like there wasn't an avoidance of certain questions that we just went into it. And I feel really lucky about that. Um, I do have the, the support of my parents. Uh, so I feel very fortunate. How old are you now? 26. Okay. I'm just trying so. to put together when this happened. Well, I hope yeah. that uh, there's a preconceived notion. I don't know if, if anybody's like in the closet or scared of it or whatever, but I remember, you know, Tanner Pendleton calling and telling me, and I literally cried tears of joy. I was like so happy for him, and I was so like 
Like, it's almost like you could fear, feel the weight being lifted, and you're like, dude, like, we fucking love you, bro. Like, just do your thing. And so it's cool. I just think it's, if there's people that are worried about it, it's nice to share your experience in it being good to be like, yo, there's nothing to be scared of, right? Yeah, absolutely, for sure. And you know what, specifically, Tanner, I, when I was thinking, when I actually broke my arm, I thought about quitting snowboarding for good. I thought, like, you know what, maybe it's not me anymore, and I really considered dropping the whole thing altogether. And I posted something on my Instagram story um, and the subtitles, it, it said only, I said something that only gay people would understand. And actually Tanner saw something and he asked me if I were gay and I, and he's like, it's okay, I'm gay too. And I was, I mean, I quickly said, yeah, I am gay. But it was after that, that I was like, you know what, maybe I really do need to do something with snowboarding and my gayness. But I thought, oh, it might need it. I might need a while in order to do that. Um, and I really considered going back to school for computer science and selling everything. That was truly a plan. I started looking for colleges and deciding on what to do. And then I saw um, a, a post on Instagram from some from Justin that said, "Hit me up, hey, you want to film with me uh, this winter?" And and that and then I thought, you know what, maybe that's something I can do and continue with snowboarding. So anyway, I definitely am grateful for both of those things for sure. Yeah, that is that's incredible. And uh, referring to Justin Meyer from Videograss giving the job for the people that don't know. And I'm going to hit him with an air horn sound for the listeners because he's a champion. And that also goes for Tanner Pendleton. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to talk about something that's pretty funny is that a lot of people don't know the categories of gay dudes. And, my, you know, there's a lot of different ones. What I was wondering, is Easton a bear? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> 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 and what what are yeah. what are all the other categories? Isn't there a bunch of different what, like animals and shit? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, there's there's a bunch. Oh, Chris, gosh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Do you have hair on your chest? No. Mm, I I guess I'd call you maybe a a jock. A jock. Okay. Uh, it makes right. sense. What what other uh isn't there like a beaver or something like that? Or like a no, 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 otter. Otter. <laughs> <An> otter. <laughs> that means, uh, oh, that's funny. So otter, twink, uh, there's a chub. Um, that means that they're big but no hair. A bear what's has an, hair. What's an otter? So otter means thin and hairy. Okay. And then chub is big but no hair. And they have, like, dad. They have open door. Uh, twink. So a twink means thin but not fit, just really thin, so not strong. Uh, gosh, that's all I can think of right now. Is he an otter because he has a mustache? No, but I don't have hair on my chest. Uh, I didn't so know. I would say, I guess, a jock or something. I don't know, yeah. jock. <laughs> Let's find that stuff very interesting. Because I know I'm a certain type. I've, I travel around a lot, and I've been hit on by a lot of dudes, <laughs> like, all over the world. And it's just oh, like, really? yeah, it's, like, obvious that I'm, like, a – a certain type and it's it's crazy and sometimes it's i was in russia with like zach hale and sage and um it was like this one guy was like overwhelmingly coming on to me and everyone was just i like said to those guys hey this guy's coming on to me and they're like you're full of it dude and then they were like yeah you're right but so bears are a commodity so yeah it's going i on. mean yeah I, I guess a certain person just likes them oh that's crazy yeah what about that? What about the gay dating scene? I got I've so many yes, questions. Here. I, I want to dive so in. Many too. So, what's the vibe like? You know, men are like animal, like dogs. Like it's got to be crazy out there. Is it? Is it like as crazy in my head? Yeah, they can be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really. I mean, everybody's different, but yeah, I would say that it's more so with you know straight people. I would say it's more so like that than. I mean, I guess if you just look at somebody, you know, you can find someone just for the night. So, yeah, I think it is a different culture, I guess. Are we talking mostly day. apps? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which one? I use Scruff, but there are several other ones, but I, I only use Scruff. You can find me on Scruff if you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's buzz, buzz would be a hot commodity on there. A lot of bears. <laughs> A lot of people I, looking for bears. I want to know uh, how soon. <laughs> on Scruff, there's specific, I mean, there are bears and otters, twinks. There are those kinds of people on, on that. I want to know how soon into a dating relationship you tell someone you're deaf if it's over on the uh, on apps. Oh, mine's right away. Right I, away. I mean, yeah, because it's just easier. I mean, if they know right away. I mean, and I, I even put that on my profile because Perfect. if they don't know that, I don't want to, you know, it feels like I'm hiding something, so. 
I'm I'm open about it from the beginning. I have a question. Um, can you teach us some profanity in sign language? Uh, maybe me and sure. Bud, something easy to learn. <laughs> oh, sure. What do you want to learn? Um, I want to learn how to say, fuck you, Easton. Fuck you. Just like <laughs> yeah, that. That's pretty easy, dude. Okay. All right. Give me something fun. This like, is bitch. Bitch. Oh, oh this is ah. bitch? Okay. Yeah, right up to the chin. Bitch. This is dick. This is dick? Oh, yeah. This figure. Uh-huh. That's oh, a dick. D in sign language, so D to the nose. Dick. Yep. Yep. Okay. Dick. Uh, this is motherfucker. This is. Okay. Oh, wow. that's so, your middle, so your okay. middle finger and then your thumb to your chin. Like this. No, you got to you, you put your oh, other fingers down. Oh, yeah, motherfucker. So. Okay. That's tight. Motherfucker. That's a good one. What else? Keep them going. How do you say uh, titties? <laughs> Probably just like this. <laughs> yeah, like that. Some are natural. I mean, some people, some, you, sometimes you can spell it and just say okay. tits, T-I-T-S, like tits. Okay, how do you do 69? <laughs> like this. I was going to throw something <laughs> like that out there. <laughs> yeah, oh, so the this two. is the, the person. This is the person <laughs> sign. So if you do. <laughs> <laughs> this is 69? I mean, another that would be how you show it, but you could also say this is the six, numbers? nine. Yeah, so these this is the number. That's nine. That's six. That's nine. Nine, six. No, other way around. Six, nine. Nope. Six, nine. Six, nine. Yeah. I, that's my favorite number. <laughs> Ew, is it? Okay. <laughs> I thought it was two. <laughs> I thought it was 32. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow, yeah. <laughs> this guy, for the for the listeners and viewers that don't know, that haven't spent time with Chad, he's talking shit constantly. He's always making fun of us. He's always he's always busting balls. Um, and I kind of was wondering what what's whack in snowboarding, in your opinion? What are some of the whacker trends? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Um, I think I already said it, like Instagram. Uh, I don't. It's just there's too much. I actually don't follow a lot of snowboarders on Instagram. I just don't. I feel like it's there's too much, and they post too much. I I think that's whack. Um, I think it can be used for good. Um, like I really like how Vans uses Instagram TV to post a lot of their older things and like torment too. I just think that's really what Instagram should be. You know, posting some of those old videos and things like that. I really like that part of Instagram. But other than that, I I think it's bad. <laughs> I I do. I think after maybe a few years, that'll change. And it'll be something else. Uh, and maybe they'll use something else, maybe. Or maybe I will go back and use Instagram. You mentioned torment. Um, and maybe for you, your life hasn't changed. But I'm curious if your life changed at all after the uh, torment's big release of the Pride. And I also want to say how rad that was. That was amazing. But for you, you're already out of the out, so maybe not a big deal. But and it didn't change anything for me. Um, but I do think I, I got more followers, <laughs> you know, and people <laughs> ask me more questions because of that. But didn't change me. Didn't change much. Me personally, it made me more proud to be a snowboarder. Did yes. it make you more proud of snowboarding as well? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I d- yeah definitely. And I was really proud for the gay community specifically. Um, and helping other people realize, you know, that it was okay. I did have a coffee date with someone that was more comfortable coming out because of that interview. And that, that's really what it's about. And that means so much to me, you know, and that person was only 20 years old. And I thought, you know, they're like, yeah. And I was like, it's okay. You can start telling your friends. And so that's what it's about. And that's what that interview did. And so that I, I am very proud about that. That's really cool. Should we get into this section known as Name that video part. Now, name that video part is presented by the Dew Tour, uh, one of the greatest events to ever come through snowboarding. And we appreciate your support, Dew Tour. You should support them, they support us. Let's get into Chad's song. Here we go. All right, Chad. You got any? Uh, you got any guesses? I know it's a long shot, but mm, I think it's Rebecca Black Friday, our favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Chad doesn't know it, but we do actually have the video. So what we're gonna do is do a name that video part with an actual five second video clip. So we'll see how he does. Chad, are you a student of the game? Have, do you watch all the videos that come out? Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. 
gosh. Uh, I know it's, I know that it's, um, Mitchlet, um, Mitchlet, but I, but I'm trying to think it's Jonas uh, Mitchellot. Yeah. But I'm trying to think, oh shoot. It's not, not, oh gosh, I'm trying to think, uh, maybe, maybe Bon Voyage. Close. Tell him Transworld. Oh, damn. (laughs) Hey, but you knew it was Jonas Mitchellot. Yeah, you got the name. That's, that'll, that'll get you a win. Congratulations. The the name gets himself a prize pack. We got a little igloo cooler here filled with bomb hole merch. Go into the kid. Ah, uh, so that hey, this will be nice to use. <laughs> that thing's loaded up with stickers, a coffee mug, all available at bombhole.com. And now for part two of Name That Video Part for our viewer listeners. It is a fan favorite. We're just gonna play this one real quick if you know it. Comment on the picture of Chad, and we'll send you a prize pack. First one to get it correct. Okay, well, that concludes our Name That Video Part section. Thank you guys for playing. All right, what do you want to get into, bud? Uh, psh- we're, are we done with dating? Did we already no, cover that? Let's let's dip back in. I'm just curious. What is it like? Does he? It's probably hard to find a. Uh, like, do you have you ever dated another deaf man, or is it too hard? Because you have. Yeah. No, 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 no. I haven't. No. no would no, no. you? You can't. Oh yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it was the right person, for sure. But yeah, so it just far, comes I haven't. Out person. No. And in Salt Lake City, it's really tough. There are not a lot of deaf people here. So I haven't found one. I guess that's what I'm wondering. What's the Salt Lake City scene like? Is it good? Is it? Mm. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. I hate it. Just because you're such a minority? or I think um, there's a lot of Mormons here. Um, mm. I think that's a strong influence to the kind of people. It just seems, not all of them, I don't want to say that generalization, but it seems like they have a lot of baggage and a lot of issues that come from that. I, wa- I went on a date with a man who was um, sent to a gay camp. For 15 years or something like that because of the background. Yeah, so there's a lot of baggage that that comes along with that that they carry. Um, So I think it's just that kind of scene, I guess. The gay camps are where they try to get it out of you. They convert convert you. Yeah, try to convert you. Mm -hmm. I mean, just imagine having to deal with that. I think it's illegal now in Salt Lake City. I do believe they passed that, which is a good thing. That's got to have some serious psychological damage. That's fucked up. Yeah, exactly, for sure, yeah. It's just wrong. I also, I wonder, I mean, you're like a triple minority, deaf, snowboarder, and gay. What What is that like? <laughs> I don't know. Um, triple threat. I mean, it's just who I am. You know, I've always, I've al- I mean, it's always been who I am, so I've never seen it any different. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You just be yourself, and that's all you can be, right? It's a good question, but yeah, yeah, you just be yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, respect. And respect. you know what? If people don't accept you, they're not your friends, and they can move along, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one thing I was talking to, I believe, Sam or Tanner, and they brought up the fact that your sister, also deaf, isn't, she's done some really uh, amazing feats as well, correct? Yeah, she's traveled a lot. Yeah, she went just, let's see, last winter, she went to South America and climbed one of the tallest mountains in South America. Uh, I'm not, anyway, tallest mountains, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it or say it, but with her boyfriend, the two of them went and they actually did two attempts in one week and failed. And then they decided two weeks later to try again. And so I just think it's really cool. And then they did make it, the, their, their second attempt, their second attempt to do it, they made it. So I think it's pretty cool. She's a bit of a badass, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah, I love her. Yeah, older or younger? Yeah, so I actually have two older. So the, she is the oldest. I'm the third. I'm the baby, but the one that you're referring to is the oldest. Yeah, so. I can't. I'm blown away by the fact that you travel and do all this shit. And it seems like some people being deaf might be a major handicap in their life. But it seems like you're completely fearless in it not really affecting you. Yeah, I really do think it's helped 
grateful because I came from a deaf family and a deaf school. And it was, I was told, you know, you are normal. You go into education, you have communication access. You, I mean, I had that ability to have conversation. It was like normal. You know, you go out into a dinner table, you're able to have those conversations. So for me, when I went out into the world, it was normal. That's how I saw myself too. I wasn't like, oh, I'm disabled or I can't do these things because of this. Um, The only thing that's prevented me is really you, is you you, the two of you, right, or people out there that don't know sign language, uh, you're not learning my, if you don't know my learn my language, then then the communication isn't there. And so that's the only barrier I, I have is that inability to communicate. It's really on everyone else, not me. It's on everyone else not knowing my language, not knowing, right, I can't learn your language. I can't, but you can learn mine. And so it's just providing that access to communication. You know, when, when I wake up in the morning, um, I, if I see a video and that aren't captioned, like White House, there's, they're never captioned, right? So I, that's when I feel like, oh, there's my barrier that I have to deal with. You know, the president is talking or, and I don't know, or if I go into um, a restaurant and subtitles aren't there and there's breaking news on the TV, again, that's my only thing that prevents me from get is, is access. And, and that's shit that I have to deal with for sure, but that's it, right? It's only that I'm like, I'm just like everyone else. I'm a normal person. I mean, maybe not to you, but in my perspective, that's how I see it. Oh no, you're, you're a hundred percent of more than a normal person, but it's good to shed awareness on yes. the fact that I don't think about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way it affects somebody not having captions on a video or subtitles and that's important to shed some light on that i think that's awesome the white house not having the ability for you to listen that's insane well and sometimes they just don't put the captions on there right or they or they, there's no transcript like trump is talking the president is talking i want i want to know what he's saying right and it could be important information for me to be aware of and so that's when that access is denied i'm denied that access so Again, when you're talking about the White House, like, come on, that is something that they should be providing. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. Yeah. Why is it American sign language? Does that, like, is there not a worldwide? No, they're all different. So even in the U.S., there are other states that have their own accents. Um, like the East Coast accents, they're, they're very different. There's dialects within even American Sign Language. But then there's British Sign Language, Israeli Sign Language. I mean, it's every, I mean, it's too many to name. Easy but, to learn, yeah. though? No. Oh, no, they're very different. Just as different as, I mean, maybe Like me it's learning Japanese. For, yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, it might be easier for me because I already use a manual language, right? I'm already, I'm already using those receptive skills. And so maybe I would be able to pick up another manual language more easily than the two of you. But yeah, it's tough. It's, they're totally different. We also do have something, it's a universal sign language uh, where we have created some of our own signs that other people from other countries using different sign languages can kind of understand. We can communicate through that universal sign language. So that is something that is used, which is pretty cool. That's unbelievable. I never knew, I mean, call me ignorant, but I didn't know there was like a Boston accent. For Dude, people. yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Like people from New York, people from Boston, you know. It all makes sense. Talking shit, different dialects. It's incredible. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would have thought they'd make a universal sign language that everyone knew, but I guess it's just like anything. There's not a universal language, so why not? Why would there be? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. We got another guest question presented by Solomon Snowboards. Really? We actually have two more. Um, We're going to rifle through these because these are incredible. And they are from your roommates. Who, By the way, how is Ben and how is Sam at sign language and who's better? Oh, (laughs) I gosh, I'm going to try and avoid that question. He's going to pull it's, a Dewey Vito on us, huh? I don't want to say who's best, but uh, I don't think it's important, but um, I don't want to say one of them's better. Uh, I think they might feel hurt, and who knows, maybe it'll cause a fight between the two of them, but I I don't know. I <laughs> nope. hope they get motivated to learn. But no, I mean, hey, if you can sign, that's sick. No, we need to know who's better. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> Ben's that's better. That's what this show's Ben's about. Yes! yes! Ben's going to kill me for this, but he's better. <laughs> Stacks, you got some work to do. All right, we're going to get into the guest question <laughs> from Taxwood. What's up, Chad? Who's the loudest person in our house? 
Oh, fuck that question. (laughs) I'm the loudest person in the house for sure. Because I don't even know, like, I don't know what makes noise. I don't know sometimes, like, oftentimes I'll pull a drawer and something will drop or something will, you know, knock down in there. Like, whoa, you got to be careful when you pull this drawer open. I'm like, oh, gosh. And, you know, or if I'm walking, sometimes if I'm walking in the house, it'll make sound and I don't know it. So So you're unaware of how loud you are is what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah, You know what? I have a deaf cat. (laughs) Bean. And... She is the same way. She is the loudest per- cat in the house. She uh, she meows. She doesn't know if she's being loud or quiet. So sometimes it's crazy loud. Sometimes it's quiet. If she's hungry, she knocks like she'd knock this glass off of the counter. And it makes this huge noise. And she just realizes if she knocks something over, she gets our attention. And she, I don't know if she knows why, but it makes such a loud noise. We're like, what's going on? And we come running and then feed her. And so she just knocks. She'd knock everything off this and just meows all crazy loud. Like sometimes you'll just hear four rooms away like, meow, and just go running to her. So I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> her name's Bean, and she is a good cat. Okay, we're going to keep the guest questions going from your two Roommates. This one is from Ben Billado, aka Skrilly. Here we go. What's up, Chad? Chris E. Stone. My question for Chad is As a deaf person, do you expect your friends to learn sign or? Is that only a nice gesture? Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. So I think for sure I become closer to people who know sign language. Definitely. I mean, that's for sure. But I don't feel like they have to learn sign language. I think it's really, I mean, it's up to them, right? If they want to learn, then yeah, of course, um, I'm motivated. And But if a person that, you know, I'm not the kind of person that's like, oh, you got to learn sign language to be my friend. I feel like that's a little much. Um, but if you want to learn, then yeah, let's, you know, that's great. Um, but people have to understand that I do get closer to those who try to learn how to sign. I do. And it's natural. That makes a lot of sense. I kind of wanted to circle back around and talk about something I was wondering growing up. Um, do you ever feel like people treated you differently because of your inability to, to speak or hear? And do you think it's whack when people do that? Oh, yeah. I mean, that d- definitely did happen. I think um, it was an everyday thing for me. Um, you know, sometimes I meet a person and they're like, oh, uh, they just don't even know what to do. I'm like, come on, you can use your phone. You can write it down. It's, it's a simple thing, but some people get mad and they'll start, you know, yelling or talking. And I'm like, uh, I can't hear. And they continue to do that. And I'm like, hello, I can't fucking hear. Stop talking, write it down. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, I just, I'm like, come on, if you're talking, it's like you're talking to a ghost or something. I can't fucking understand you. So that's the most annoying thing, but yeah, I think, um, you know, after a while, after you people really get to know me even a little bit, they realize, like, oh, that's normal. I feel like I laugh more talking to you than most of our friends. You're always making fun of Sam and Ben, talking shit, and love that. It, I love when the personality comes through in the text. And, but it sucks when some people don't give somebody the chance to, you know, get to know them because of their differences. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that happens, you know, but sometimes at the same time I can understand, right. I mean, sometimes we pass people in life and, and that that's okay too. And I think I'm okay with that. We, we have to pass by those people. Right. And you know, sometimes they, you know, you, you can engage in small talk and then, and then they leave your life and that's fine. And it's not meant to be. And that's okay too. Did you ever feel when you were younger, uh, struggle with being an outcast because of that at all? Or did uh, no, because I think, again, because I came from a deaf family and went to a deaf school, um, but I would go to hearing camps, that's when I would feel different. You know, that was the only time, specifically growing up, that was the only time I felt that. Or when I was with, like, my grandparents, um, who were both, 
you know, not deaf, um, there was a little bit of distance between them because of that. That's cool. Another uh, subject that is interesting to myself is the fact that you ride some board company I'm actually heard, I've never heard of, and you're really into like the extreme, extreme core. Like what brands are kind of influencing what you're into right now? Because it seems like you're really into the, the niche snowboard brands. I don't know. I just try to support um, some people in different ways. Um, some people don't need support like Burton and, and bigger companies don't need the support. And so I try to support, uh, in different ways. Um, and I tried to be honest, I just try and get a free snowboard. So <laughs> there's the truth. <laughs> Are we all trying to do that? That's what I do too. <laughs> what boards do you ride? Right now? Oh, uh, so let's see. Oh, um, oh, Jack Kuzik's, uh, board K2. Oh, okay. Respect. What brand were you talking about that you hadn't heard of? Last last fall, you were riding a board company I've never Pacito? heard. of. Yeah. What is that brand? I think they were. I think they're trying to come back. I don't know. I got the uh, snowboard through a friend. Um, it's very small. Very small company. You ever looking for a free board? There's about twelve over there, bud. <laughs> Just kidding, there, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, one of them's mine. Yeah, one of them's mine too. I got a I got a Patreon question from Hava, and uh, it's actually a two part question, and uh, he wants to know who has been an influence to you, and how you work your camera in and outside of snowboarding. And I'll tell you the second part after because they're not really related. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Um, it started with uh, Jake um, Durham started with that video of his I just thought it was so sick and maybe it was my first time that I actually saw a really good following you know I just had I respect Jake a lot um and that's when you know I started and and I started following him what he did and then I saw some of his skate videos too and I used that I would say that's a strong influence of how I kind of work the camera and angles and things like that what about outside of snowboarding uh well Skateboarding. Well, what do you mean? Yeah, Meaning, skateboarding. Like skateboarding. Any, yeah, I mean skateboarding for sure. Um, skateboarding was probably is probably one of the biggest influences. But uh, Ben Chadburn, Chadburn, as one of my favorites to follow, and he's pretty sick. Well, a lot of the things people don't know about you are the fact that your photography is very impressive. Uh, what made you pick up a photo camera and? Question B, do you think you're better than Eastone at shooting photos? I mean, you got a medium format. That's dope. <laughs> uh, well, I started, really, I guess I started um, photography before I started filming. I mean, I just started taking pictures for fun. I was always interested in pictures and, you know, really not much else, I guess. I just started taking pictures because I was interested. But I do think that you and I have very different styles. I don't think one's better than the other. Just Would different. you like to have a competition? Oh yeah, bring it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm not, I don't really shoot snowboarders. You know, I don't shoot much with um, boarding, but that's what you do mostly. So I don't really shoot. I mean, that's, I shoot like, all that's sorts. not even snowboarding picture, right? Like yeah. what I've got behind me. So true. Well, let's have a shoot off either way. Also, he's, he's <laughs> all right. he likes to make sure that his lens is extremely dirty. Do you prefer a dirty lens for shooting photos as well? It's, no. it's the seasoning. It's all about the seasoning. Huh. It's how you make art. A uh, medium format, right? When was the last time you used one medium format? Uh, you know, I just recently fixed my uh, Hasselblad. And I have two Hasselblads. But I have one. You know, I have that kind of one that everybody gets that that is, uh, I forget what it's even, which model it is. But the... The 405. The 501? Yeah, 501. 501. But I also have a 203, and that can sync with my flashes, and it can sync up to 2,000. And uh, so you can shoot action with a Hasselblad with a flash, and you can't do that with the 503 and the 501 because... Oh, uh, why? Why why can't you? It it only syncs. It doesn't doesn't go... It doesn't sync up with the action. It's more lifestyle. It's just uh, you can't get that your shutter speed up high enough basically it it just doesn't work for oh my action gosh, i didn't know that yeah but you get to 201 it's insane i mean it can work but you just have to have super powerful flashes and and 
it's just it's not not so sweet. J two actually showed me all this because his grandfather's a famous uh, war photographer and uh, actually, Eugene Smith. I was wondering if uh, Chad knew that Eastone was born in the eighteen hundreds. What? He's actually he really old. He was he was actually <laughs> born before the camera was invented. <laughs> this is Chris's big joke on the show. <laughs> not not that funny, is it? East, Eastone's one hundred and forty years old. Uh, <laughs> back to the second part of Hava's Patreon question. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So when he was back in, I don't know when this was, but in Breckenridge, he used to know a crew of deaf snowboarders that rolled around the resort. They were super cool. They always hung together and rode together. Are you aware of any deaf snowboard crews clicks that are around these days? No, I have no idea who they're even talking about. And you know what? I'm a little bit out of touch with the deaf community. Honestly, I'm trying to get back into that deaf community, but um, maybe they're still around, but I don't know. I really don't. I've never heard of it before. But I want to go back to, do you have any funny uh, dating stories from? No. <laughs> no? no. Okay. I really was trying to think about that, but... No. Yeah, no. give us yeah, some. What about uh, Taxwood? I think you might have told it on the episode. A story about you You guys were dropping off some bottles and you got you got hit by a car. Dropping some glass off. Oh. Wait. I, well, we did. Yeah, it was like some recycle. We were dropping off recycling and, and I got in the car. And there was one glass bottle that I had forgotten to drop off. So I ran and... The car, I didn't see the car as I went to to drop off that one bottle. I didn't see the car, and I mean it hit me, and I fell, and I was fine. But Sam freaked out. I was like, "No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine." He was like, "Sam, I'm like, I." He's like, "I heard and I saw that whole thing happen." I mean, I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I that I got away with that. Oh, okay, that was my first time, and hopefully my last. But yeah, I did get hit. Dude, you could have got worked. Another thing. I wonder, and you might not know because the only lens you have is yours, so whatever you're experiencing is normal, but I wonder if it's noticeable that your other senses have been heightened because if you, you know, they say when you, like, you know, you lose your hearing, you're, maybe your smell gets better and stuff like that. Yeah, that's interesting to, to talk about. I was actually thinking um, more about, like, I think I have more sensitivities to movement. Like, I would see those sensitive movements because... I rely on my eyes, right? You rely on sound. So maybe a mouse that scurries by, I might see that way more quickly than you will, but you will rely on your hearing. So is it heightened? Maybe, maybe. I don't know, though. I don't know that mine are more heightened because of that. Because that just feels normal to you. Exactly, because it all... Right, right. So I don't really know. the. I don't know if it's different or not. I'm really not sure. I heard an interesting analogy is that... Um, a deer will smell a human that's far away, like the same way we smell a skunk that's right in you know our backyard. That's the analogy of how much stronger their sense of smell is. So it's interesting to see how different animals' I've never heard are that. heightened. Yeah, I don't know. Random fucking topic. Random uh, subject. Random thoughts with Chris Grimm. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, I, I got another snowboarding question for you. What's your uh, favorite type of terrain to shred? Ooh. Uh, before it was the park, 100% the park, but now, uh, I don't know, it's kind of getting old for me, so I think it's powder all the way. Brighton yeah. will do that to you, huh? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, I kind of want to circle back around thinking about that photo you got above your head. What What's the inspiration for the stuff you shoot? Um, I follow some follow some people on Instagram, and some really do some cool night shooting. Um, and so that was, like, there was a storm. It had just stormed, and I woke up. I was like, let's go. Let's go shooting. And, and I walked out, and I saw this was actually just one block from my house, and I just took that shot and did my best, but... I don't know. I think it's pretty interesting. So is it like interesting, like thought provoking? Sometimes for me, it's about a feeling, creating a feeling with video and photo. Yeah, I think I think so. Just a feeling, and what I see, like sometimes 
yeah, I just go off of that feeling. But yeah, I just, I try not to think too much about it too. You know, sometimes if you think too much, it'll change the picture. The picture of what you see actually changes when you think about it too much. So I try to just go off of feeling. Yeah, they have the three second rule when you're looking through photos. Like you pick it. Like I like that one. That one's sick. I don't know why I like it. Yeah. And you know, I'm starting to sit on some pictures for a while, like even a few months, you know, to see if I still like it. Um, and then I'll start doing that more. Uh, before it was like I was posting all the time on Instagram, but now I try and like sit on it for a while and think about it, you know, see what I really like. Do you have a, a direction you want to go with your photography career wise or just for fun? Or? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm really wanting to start uh, shooting more. Uh, well, I'm trying to do more, more studio shooting um, or commissioned things you know commissions with photography for sure that's what I'd like to do and I'd like to work on that and I'm starting to work on that now so you shoot digital and film then to to do the product side yeah yeah and I actually just recently got a uh, digital camera that I'm practicing on now so yeah what kind uh so Sony S7R nice good for you that's cool you got any advice for uh younger people that are want to get into photography I think uh, to always ask questions. Um, that's kind of how I got to where I am now is because I asked those questions, you know. And, you know, I had to ask questions before I knew Tanner, before I knew Jake. I just had to ask questions, um, you know, and everyone else is going to answer those questions. So that's how I got out there, and that's how, you know, you can learn a lot. So I think that would be my advice is to, to young people is just to ask the questions, get out there and, and not stop asking the questions. When, you know, and what, you know, sometimes I don't, I don't think anyone will say that's a dumb question or why are you asking me that? And so I'd say ask. Yeah, that's, that's a interesting thing to think about there. When you reached out to Tanner and these people that you looked up to, were you surprised with how warm they were and happy to answer your questions? Yeah, yeah, I really was. I was like, wow, I really can get the answers out of them, you know? I, yeah, for sure. And now um, everything's with social media, everything is so accessible. So, you know, you just DM, you know, DM people. If you don't, if you can't get an answer, then fine. Like you have, you haven't lost anything by just asking the question. Yeah. Some people are going to hit you back. Some people aren't. That's the truth. Huh? Yeah. I try to hit up everybody that hits me up about photo questions. Share, right. right? Share the experience. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, if you ask for work opportunities, sometimes you just you, know, you just have to ask. You don't you really never know what the result is going to be unless you ask. Yeah, true. If you don't ask, you're definitely not going to get hired, right? <laughs> so uh, this one's kind of a I don't know interest a, a question that came to me. What do you wish people could understand about your experience as a deaf person and and also as a deaf snowboarder? Just some things you have to deal with that that maybe we don't all think about and. Uh, for sure, with large groups, um, you know, I can get lost in that. There's so much talking, over-talking, and, and, I, and I often am like, well, what do I do? I, I am totally lost in that conversation, people overlapping, into, and, and there's no way for me to keep up in that kind of scenario. And so that's one challenging part. But I also understand at the same time, you know, sometimes it, maybe it's a boring conversation. Maybe they're talking about the weather and talking about, you know, and there's not much I'm missing. Um, but I know that sometimes those conversations can lead to something bigger that I miss out on. And so I would say that's that's really a challenging part. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes those convers those simple conversations really do lead to something bigger. Um, you know, they get you and and they'll often allow you to get closer to that person in general. And, and I don't have access to that and don't know what they're talking about. That's cool. I think that's great advice if you are close to any deaf people and you're thinking about getting into a conversation even if it's on your phone via text it's it's really rewarding the other day for example i went over sat with chad i don't know half hour it's completely quiet i talk so fucking much that <laughs> i've never experienced a conversation so peaceful you know and i and i'm talking to chad i'm like this is great this is calm i talk a lot he's like yeah i know i can tell <laughs> <laughs> He's talking shit always. Well, I have to think about it every time. You know, you have to really think about it when you are texting everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes that's good, sometimes it's bad, but you really have to think about what you're going to say, right? So I do think that there's you can get something out of it by being able to communicate that way. And I've totally seen 
you at parties, let's say we're at chips, we're all skateboarding, we're all talking, and and there's times where I've seen you not being able to engage, and it's good to go, oh, mental note, Chad doesn't know what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Let's talk to Chad, right? That's just good to shed light on that. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. And when you're out snowboarding and shooting, everybody's talking shit all day long, so it'd be nice to grab you and share that shit talking with you. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Feel free to get me involved. <laughs> I just want to let you know, like, it's like, hey, just let you know, I'm going to talk shit about E-Stone right now. I, w- I want you to get involved. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and his dirty lens. It's not that dirty, dog. <laughs> Seasoned. <laughs> yeah, I remember when we met this winter and you uh, introduced me to Big, the, the text app, and, uh, you know, when they... They oh, yeah, told yeah. me, um, they did. They just were like, hey, we forgot our filmer. Will you go pick up my buddy, Chad? And they didn't really tell me much. And so I was. Oh, they didn't? No. Oh, nope. I thought you knew. No. They had no idea. I had oh, really what? no idea. And I rolled up. And I was actually stoked, man, because we, we got to share a good night. And the experience was kind of fun shooting with you, you know, and seeing how. You know, ha- having to make sure I pay attention that someone's yeah, dropping it's in. Different. And, yeah, it was. I thought it was an awesome experience. And I wanted to ask a question. You've shot with a lot of riders. Who's your favorite rider you've shot with? Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. oh, um, yeah, Jacob Krug. Oh, Jacob Krugmeyer. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, I was, love him. He was yeah, that nice. night with us and did that sick trick, huh? Yes, yes. Krug, shouts to Krugmeyer. He gets a freaking air horn. That's an awesome person to say that's your favorite guy to work with. He is dope. Yeah, I really, ah, I love fucking with him, too. He's always <laughs> got a funny answer. He's like, oh, come on, fuck, up, fuck you, bitch. And it's, just, it's just fun. I like fucking with him. <laughs> you know, for me personally, this conversation has been extremely informative. I think it's really incredible for you to be able to elevate the deaf community and shed some awareness on this. And I don't think there's a better person than you, Chad, to be sitting there doing it. You know, I think it's funny because when I left, you know, the deaf school, I left my family and I was like, I got to move to, you know, just randomly moved to Colorado. I feel like I kind of ran away from the deaf world. I was like, I need to space. I need to leave. I need to get out and do something else. And then what happened is that I was kind of able to educate the, the hearing community and I felt like I had to talk about deafness all the time. So it's interesting. I ran away from it and then to do something like this. So it, I don't know. I just find it kind of interesting. You basically had to get out of your comfort zone because you could have been very comfortable where you're surrounded, where everything was easy. Yeah, I, I just was going to say that I feel like staying in the deaf world I think I would have felt trapped, you know, I would have worked for the government or became a teacher and I just didn't feel like there was much else for me. And so I felt like I had to get out and see what was out there. I have another question that my wife actually threw at me. (laughs) And this is kind of after spending some time with us here, a couple of dipshits in the garage here. What's the, and maybe, hopefully we didn't ask this, but what's the kind of most ignorant, dumb question someone's asked you or assumed about being deaf as a person? Being a deaf person, like something that maybe just kind of made you roll oh, your no, eyes. Oh, an easy one. The easy one. Can you drive? <laughs> and you can drive. I'm, yeah, come you on, don't, I can yeah. fucking drive. Driving's visual, exactly. Do you get that a lot? Yes. I mean, honestly, oft all the time. Like, yes, I can drive. Like, I have a driver's license. Yeah, I, it's, you like, can do it's such a dumb you can question. Do. <laughs> just quietly. <laughs> Right, right, right. And one time, yeah, exactly. But one more really dumb question that I got. Um, can you read? I was like, what, is, it a de- <laughs> is it a dentist appointment? And I was like, what? How do you think I fucking got here to this place? Like, I was like, really? I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, again, I never went back actually to that dentist. Yeah, I never oh, it was back. from the dentist. Yes, like a very it was the educated dentist, the dentist very in the educated person's asking you if you can read. <laughs> that's yes. that's wild right there. Yeah, I would not go to that dentist. I think we kind of what do you think, Buzz? I feel like we we had a great conversation. So Maybe far, uh, do you have anything else you want to cover? No, I I feel good about it. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. I just want to say thank you Soraya for coming on. Thank you Chad. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for changing your ticket and coming to hang out with us. That's so cool. And like always, 
We appreciate the listeners, the viewers, and we will see you next Wednesday. Over and out from the bomb hole. I really hope that you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as Easton and I did. Uh, felt like we learned a ton about deaf community, the gay community. Uh, just eye-opening all across the board. And if you did enjoy it and you want to support us, don't be afraid to hop on over to bombhole.com, buy a shirt. We just got hoodies in. You can pick yourself up a hoodie. Uh, we got sticker packs. We got mugs, air fresheners. All kinds of fun stuff, all available over at bombhole.com. That is also where you can sign up for our Patreon. It's a fun little community we're building on there, and mainly, it just helps us do what we do. But more importantly, we just want to say thank you to you guys listening, supporting, sharing every week. It really warms our friggin' hearts. We got a great episode coming at you next week. Have a great day. Over and out from the bomb hole. <laughs>